This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz.
Well, good morning and welcome to your Catholic Corner for the 23rd of January or the third Sunday in Ordinary Time on the Church's calendar. 2022 has started bright and sunny, except for today, which is somewhat overcast and a little bit cooler, but the dreaded Omicron is looming. You're listening to FM 89.0 Independent Community Media, and your Catholic Corner is generously sponsored by the parish of St. Matthew's Hillcrest. My introductory music was Michael Crawford singing my usual Ave Maria. Ordinary Time an odd name for some 30 Sundays in the, 30, uh, in the church's year. Simply, the time before the two great seasons of the church, Christmas season, which is just finished, and the Lenten season leading up to the great feast of Easter. Lent, a time of preparation, begins on Ash Wednesday on the 2nd of March, and this is a time where we make special observances so that we are ready, as I say, for the uh, feasts of Holy Week uh, ending in the Feast of Easter. And talking of feast days, at this time we have the Feast of St. Agnes last Friday, St. Francis de Sales on Monday, and the conversion of Paul the Apostle on Tuesday. Agnes lived in the 3rd century and was martyred at the age of 13. Many stories around about her virginity and of course she was one of these saints that um, became saints by popular acclaim and they didn't go through the elaborate process that sainthood has today. And Agnes is a uh, anglicised version of the Latin word agnus which is lamb. So lamb, Agnes is always portrayed with a lamb um, in honour of her name. But let us listen to the Colby singers singing Praise to the Holiest in the Height.
Praise to the holiest in the height. Now, as I said, the feast day now is St. Francis de Sales, who was born of a noble family near Geneva in Switzerland in 1567. He was a bishop and doctor of the church. Francis was both intelligent and gentle, but from an early age he he desired to serve God. And he knew for years he wanted to be a priest, but Ollie's father wanted him to go into law and politics. Francis attended the University of Paris, and at 24 years old he received his document at the University of Padua. All this time he never lost his passion for God. He studied theology and practiced mental prayers, but kept quiet about his devotion. To please his father, he also studied fencing and riding. God made his will clear to Francis one day while he was riding. Francis fell from his horse three times that day. Every time he fell, the sword which he wore, uh, every time it came out, the sword and scabbard came to rest on the ground in shape of a Christian cross. Although disagreeing with his father, Francis was ordained to the priesthood and became provost of Geneva in 1593. This was one of the times of a Protestant Reformation and Francis lived close to Calvinist territory and he decided he would bring the 60,000 Calvinists back to Catholicism. For three years he trudged the countryside but he made no progress at all with doors slammed in his face and rocks thrown at him. No one would listen to him and no one would even open the door. But Francis found a way to get under the door. He wrote out little pamphlets to explain the Catholic doctrine and slipped them under the doors. This is one of the first records we have of religious tracts being used to communicate the faith to people who have fallen away from the church. As the parents wouldn't come to him, Francis went to the children. And when the parents saw how kind he was when he played with the children, they began to talk to him. By the time Francis returned home, it was believed he brought 40,000 people back into the church. And in 1602, Francis was made Bishop of Geneva. Then Francis took one of the most important steps in his life, a step towards extraordinary holiness and mystical union with God. He met and became friends with St. Jane de Chantel. Years after working with Jane, he made up his mind to form a new religious community in 1610 and he founded the Order of Visitation. Francis was overworked and often ill because of his constant preaching, visiting and instruction. He gave spiritual direction to most people through letters which attested to his remarkable patience. During this time it was wrongly thought that achieving real holiness was a task reversed only for the clergy and those in religious life and not for lay people. Francis insisted that every Christian was called to holiness and sanctity, and that means all you out there, and he lived with his own state of life. In holding that belief, he reflected the teaching of Christ and the early church fathers. He died of a stroke in 1622. And he is commemorated in New Zealand. There is a school named after St. Francis in Wellington, and there are churches of St. Francis de Sales in Auckland, 
Waverley and Renwick. And now you're listening to your Catholic Corner on Free FM 89.0. And now we can listen to... um, uh, Who is it? Suddenly I've lost my track. We'll play it anyway and we'll see what actually turns out. I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. I believe that somewhere in the darkest night, a candle glows. I believe for everyone who goes astray, Someone will come to show the way. I believe, I believe, I believe above the storm the smallest prayer will still be I believe that someone in the great somewhere hears every word. Every time I hear a newborn baby cry, or touch a leaf, or see the sky,
was, I believe, sung by Campbell Nichol. Now, St. Paul, the conversion of St. Paul, and anyone who knows anything about the faith is familiar with St. Paul, who was named Saul at his circumcision. A Jew of the tribe of Benjamin, he was born in Tarsus. He was a Roman citizen and he was brought up as a strict Jew and later become a violent persecutor of the Christians. And while on his way to, to Damascus to make new arrests of Christians, he was suddenly converted by a miraculous apparition of our Lord. From a fierce persecutor, he became the great apostle of the Gentiles. He made three missionary journeys. Thirteen epistles of the New Testament are accredited to him, and he was beheaded in Rome. But let's hear what the Bible says about St. Paul. And this is um, the Acts of the Apostles, uh, verse 9. Saul, with every breath you drew, still threatened the disciples of the Lord with massacre. And now he went to the high priest and asked him for letters of, of commendation to the synagogue of Damascus so that he could arrest all those he found there, men and women who belonged to the way, and bring them back to Jerusalem. Then on his journey, when he was nearly at Damascus, a light from heaven shone suddenly about him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who art thou, Lord? he asked. And he said, I am Jesus, whom Saul persecutes. This is a thankless task of thine, kicking against the good. And he, dazed and trembling, asked, Lord, what will you have me do? And the Lord said to him, Rise up and go into the city, and there you will be told what they work is. His companions stood in bewilderment, hearing the voice speak, but not seeing anyone. When he rose from the ground, he could see nothing, although his eyes were open, and they had to lead him by the hand to take him into Damascus. Here for three days he remained without sight, and neither ate nor drank. There was in Damascus a disciple named Ananias, to him the Lord called in a vision. Ananias, Here I am, Lord, he answered. And the Lord said to him, Rise up and go straight to the road called Straight Street and inquire in the house of Judas for a man of Tarsus named Saul. Even now he is at his prayers and he had a vision of a man called Ananias coming in and laying hands on him to cure him of blindness. At this Ananias answered, Lord, many have told me about this man and all of the hurt that he has done to saints at Jerusalem and has come here with authority to persecute and imprison all those who call upon your name. But the Lord said to him, Go on thy errand. This is a man I have chosen to be the instrument for bringing my name before the brethren and their rulers, and before the people of Israel too. I have yet to tell him how much suffering he will have to undergo for my name's sake. So Ananias set out, and as soon as he came into the house, he laid hands upon him and said, Brother Saul, 
I have been sent by the Lord Jesus who appeared to thee on thy way when they came here. You are to recover your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And with that a kind of film fell away from his eyes and his sight was restored. He rose up and was baptised, and now when he had taken food, his strength returned to him. For some days he he lived with his disciples in Damascus, and from the first in the synagogues he preached that Jesus was the Son of God. All those who heard it were amazed. Why, they said, is not this the man who brought ruin to all those who invoked his name? When he was in Jerusalem, a man who came here for the very purpose of arresting such people and presenting them to the chief priests. But Saul was inspired with even greater strength and silenced the Jews who lived in Damascus by showing them clearly that this was the Christ. And there's um, a further thing later on in Acts about um, Saul. Up to this point, they listened to his speech, but they cried aloud, Away with such a man on the earth, it is a disgrace that he should live. So when he was there raising shouts and throwing down their garments and flinging dust into the air, the captain had Paul taken into the soldiers' quarters, telling to examine him with the lash, and he would find out the cause of the outcry against him. And they had already tried Paul down with thongs, when he said to the centurion, who was in charge, Have you the right to scourge a man when he is a Roman citizen and is not being sentenced? The centurion, as soon as he heard this, went to the captain and told him, What are they about, he said, the man is a Roman citizen. What, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, he said. Why, answered the captain, he costs me a heavy sum to win this privilege. Ah, said St. Paul, I am a citizen by birth. So Paul was a Roman, and of course he is particularly renowned as a saint for the um, non-Jewish people because of his prayers. And virtually every day at Mass, um, uh, there is usually three readings at a Sunday Mass. The first reading is from the Old Testament. The second reading is um, very often a letter of St. Paul as he wrote to the Corinthians and um, a whole lot of other people. So, uh, and a lot of people, um, a lot of people base their faith on the teachings of Saint Paul. So, um, anyway, enough of Saint Paul. That's him, and it's his feast day on Tuesday. Um, just a few things to close. We're nearly finished here, and thing, but. COVID is still among us with Overcron settling, um, threatening. Um, just remember, the Christian thing is to love thy neighbour as well as love God. And um, caring for people, um, and sometimes we've got to do things that don't suit us to care for others. And currently, 
those people are getting vac- vaccinated so as they don't infect other people and don't threaten other people with this disease. So good on them. And of course, poor Tonga has had a, a bad response and it's refreshing not only to see the Tongan community and others re- responding to the people with gifts of food and wine and uh, food and uh, drink and money, uh, but it's also good to see the New Zealand government sending not only money but aircraft and warships to Tonga to relieve the Pring. And just by sheer coincidence, the Tongan community at St Peter Chanel had a mass on the day of the Tongan eruption. So, uh, so there we are. Time is nearly up. It is eight fifty-eight here on eighty-nine uh, FM eighty-nine point zero Independent Community Media. And you're listening to your Catholic Corner. Do tune in next Sunday at 8.30 uh, for more from your Catholic Corner. And we just have a few seconds of Kamal uh, singing a song uh, before we switch over. to this free fm podcast if you want to hear more content like this you can support free fm via patreon head to patreon.com slash free fm 89 to find out more